It's gone tomorrow. Take advantage of what you have. Take advantage of what you have. Life is important. Life is precious. Life is a gift. I want you to look in Ecclesiastes chapter number 1 in verse number 12. Ecclesiastes chapter number 1 in verse number 12. When you're there, say amen. I, the preacher, was king over Israel and Jerusalem. And I gave my heart to seek and to search out by wisdom concerning all things that are done, what? Under heaven. Key word, key phrase, under heaven. This sore travail hath God given to the sons of man to be exercised therewith. I have seen all the works that are done under the sun. There's that phrase again, under the sun, under heaven. Behold, all is vanity and vexation of spirit. Look in verse 1 of chapter 2. Verse 1 of chapter 2. You there say amen. I said in mine heart, go to now, I will prove thee with mirth. Therefore enjoy pleasure, and behold, this also is vanity. I said of laughter, it is mad, and of mirth, what doeth it? I sought in mine heart to give myself unto wine, yet acquainting my heart with wisdom and lay, to lay hold on folly till I might see what was that good for the sons of men which they should do under what? All the days of their lives. I made me great works. I builded me houses. I planted me vineyards. I made me gardens and orchards, and I planted trees of, in them of all kinds of fruit. I made me pools of water to water therewith the wood that bringeth forth trees. I got me servants and maidens and had servants born in my house. Also, I had great possessions of great and small cattle above all that were in Jerusalem before me. I gathered me also silver and gold and the peculiar treasures of kings and of provinces. I got me men singers and women singers and the delights of the sons of men, as musical instruments and that of all sorts. So I was great and increased more than all that were before me in Jerusalem. Also my wisdom remained with me. Whatsoever mine eyes desired, I kept not front. Do y'all see a reoccurring word? I withheld not my heart from any joy, for my heart rejoiced in all my labor, and this was my portion of all my labor. Then I looked on all the works that my hands had wrought and on the labor that I had labored to do. And behold, all of it was vanity. All was vanity and vexation of spirit. And there was no profit under the sun. And I turned myself to behold wisdom and madness and folly. Watch what he says. Watch what he says. Very important. For what can the man do that cometh after the king, even that which hath been already done. What can the man do that cometh after the king, just what's already been done? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for these young people. What a blessing it is to see these young people, uh, Lord, stepping out into life in the search for joy and happiness. God, I pray that your will be done. I pray that your mercy will be felt. Lord, if there's ever been a time I need a touch, it's right now. Lord, if I can just help these young people right here to take the right steps, Lord, the rest of their life can be drastically, wonderfully changed for the great. Lord, I pray that your will be done. Touch their hearts, touch my mouth, touch my mind that I may speak clearly. Help me to help them. and Your will be done today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Now, 
I am, I am speaking primarily to our graduates, to our young people here, uh, here this morning. But I promise you this, this is a universal message that blankets the whole building. Blankets the whole building. Uh, here we are, here we are today. Uh, these young people are stepping out. Some of them are even graduating today as I speak, so i got to be done in here in just a few minutes uh, uh, so they can get there in time. And, and they're stepping out in the search, and what we're all searching for, in the search for happiness, in the search for fulfillment, in the search uh, for satisfaction, if you will. Uh, we, we, we look for the, the person, the man or the woman that we think is going to make us happy and fulfill us and meet that need. And, and we look for the job that we think is going to provide for the financial means to, uh, to meet our needs and to give us our wants and our desires so that we will be fulfilled and we will be satisfied in life. But you know what? The devil is so tricky. The devil is so good at what he does. He's a liar, and he's the father of all lies. He's very good. He is, a, he is an angel of light. That means he don't come like he really is. He comes deceptively. He comes in such a way that he don't want you to know what he really is. And, and he's a liar and the father of all. I'm talking about the father of all lies. And he'll come to you and say, oh, you will be happy if you will do this. Now, sometimes growing up, as a child, because of my sin nature, uh, because of the sin nature that I inherited from Adam, uh, I, I thought my whole life, my dad wanted me to be miserable my whole life. Any other, any other person felt that way growing up? As a little child, no to this, no to that. Uh, uh, no, you can't do that. Or I will, if you, if you do that, I, I can't say what some things he told me because it's not politically correct and he could go to prison and say amen. And uh, if, he, if he'd have got caught, uh, what he did to us, he would have went to prison. Amen. But you know what? It got me where I needed to be. And there was times I thought, man, he hates me. He wants me to be miserable. What's wrong with him? Don't, want he, don't, don't he want me to have fun in life? Yes, but he wanted me to make it. He wanted me to be healthy. He wanted me not to be in prison somewhere. He didn't want me to be in a crack house somewhere. He didn't want me to be on skid row somewhere in a drunken stupor. He didn't want me running over somebody in an alcoholic stupor where I killed somebody else. He wanted the right thing for me, and sometimes he had to tell me no. Listen, he wanted me to be happy. Matter of fact, the only thing that made him happy was me being happy. Is there any parents who want to admit to that? Your greatest joy in life is to see your kid happy. But sometimes we got to say no. Sometimes we got to take them and get that shot, and then we know that they don't want it, and they don't understand why we got to give them that shot, and because that's why I made the mama do it. Say amen. Hate the mama, not the daddy. Amen. No, it's probably because when that doctor stuck my kid and my kid cried, I'd punch the doctor. Say amen. I, Tammy said, you stay home. Amen. But you know what? You want the best for them. And God is our Father. And it tickles him to death to see you happy. My joy, Jesus said. He said, I came. And he said, I've spoken these things unto you, that my joy might be in you, and your joy might be full. Didn't he? Then he taught the disciples. Then he taught the disciples about washing feet and about serving one another and being blessed one another. And then he said this, happy are ye if you do these things. So he wants us to be happy. In the very beginning, in the Garden of Eden, he made the, he made the trees that were good for food so that we could survive. You've got to have food to eat. You've got you to have food to survive. So he put that there. But then he said he put there trees that were pleasant to the eye. 
Why? He wanted Adam and Eve to enjoy themselves. He wanted Adam and Eve to enjoy life. Christianity is not about enduring it. You know, we have sure given the wrong impression to all these young people for so many years that oh, spirituality is about just grinning and bearing it. Man, that's a bunch of hogwash. Why would you want to be that? If all you have to do is grin and bear, why would you even want? There's no pleasure in that. There's enjoyment in life. There's enjoyment in the Christian life. But see, what we have, we have listened to the lies of Satan. We've gone the wrong way. Now, to make a long story short, which is very hard for me to do, say amen. There was a man a long time ago, long time ago. He had everything there was to have. I'm talking about God allowed this to happen. There's nothing by accident. There's nothing by accident. There was a man that God allowed to live to have everything. All right, I've I've been in I've been in I've taught in day schools and, and high schools and everything, and I, I've asked people, what what would you if you could have anything you wanted, what would you want? And and a big car, a a, a big house, and I mean, and boy, they they just holler out different things, and I say, well, why do you want that stuff? Well, it would make me. You know what? That's what the devil's telling all of us. That's what the devil... Do you realize? Do you realize happiness is being marketed all the way from the mansion on the hilltop to the Happy Meal at McDonald's? You deserve a break today. They're marketing happiness in a little box about this big with a little plastic toy with a raunchy cheeseburger in it. Say amen. Amen. And you go by the Golden Arches and your little child is a happy meal. It's the only thing that's going to be happy in my life is a happy meal. Now, we laugh. That's right. Them kids ought not to be fooled by that. And you drive by the car lot. Y'all want me to preach today? Huh? And that shiny new car, is headlights are flashing at you, you would be happy driving me. Some things don't change when we get older. The, 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 listen, the, the price of happiness just increases. And you know what? We get home, and then that first month, something comes in the mail. And all of a sudden, the happiness is gone. Four years after the new car smell goes away. Let me say this. Four and a half years if you have kids after the new car smell goes away. You're stuck with it. Oh, you'll be happy, the devil will tell you. Oh, just 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 go to bed with me. You'll be happy. Oh, there's a moment. And then there's 18 years of a baby you never planned. Or, even worse, a lifetimes of a narrow disease you never planned. Preacher, what are you saying? Happiness is not in what Satan tells you it is. Let's get back to the short story. This man was loaded. Imagine Bill Gates, Donald Trump, all wrapped up in with the President of the United States, most powerful man on the planet, all into one. He had more money. He had more power. He had more ability. Not only do we see his wealth, now, he had it. I mean, he, if, if, if they, he did not have any problem buying anything. Are you all with me? 
say, why are you saying this? Because some people think, well, if I had that job with that, that payment or if I had that ability to make that kind of money, then I'd be happy. Not so. That's why you have wrestlers killing themselves and killing their children because they've got money that they can't even spend, yet, yet they're still not happy. You have people, multi-millionaires. Listen, Garth Brooks leaving his wife for another woman, trying to find happiness because he found out. He even said this, I have more money than my great-great-great-grandchildren will ever be able to spend, yet he can't find happiness. Michael Jordan's come out of retirement more than uh, 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 Brett Farr, amen. Uh, uh, why? Can't find happiness. Got more money than ever. Listen, he had it. He had wealth. More, according to that Bible, more than anybody before him or anybody after him. If you're taking notes, number one, we see the subject. The subject of this search. How many of y'all want to be happy on the front row? You want to be happy? Hello? Yeah. Yeah, you want to be happy? You want to be happy? 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 All right. Now, let's think about this. Let's look at this man. His wealth and his wisdom. All right? He had the ability to think like nobody else could think. He had the ability, he had a wisdom, a supernatural wisdom. Now, God allowed this, and this is the thing you got to get. This is what I didn't understand in the beginning, especially when I read that he had 700 wives and 300 concubines. I really doubted the wisdom. Say amen right there. I did not understand that part, but, but I, I begin to look at it, and God allowed him, even in his backslidden state. See, this time that he is writing at this point, he's not right with God. He's not in a place where he's right with God. Those, those wives that he had, he took wives of foreign countries and foreign nations who, who worship false gods, and, and they begin to pull him away to their false gods. Now, there's a hint right there. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. You say, well, I'm going to bring them up to where I am. They never will. It's easier to pull you off a ladder than you to pull somebody up one. I need a witness. And as wise as Solomon was, as godly as Solomon was, as, as holy and righteous and with all that supernatural wisdom, he was influenced by the ones around him. He was influenced by the ones closest to him. I'm telling you this, you can't pick your family, but you can pick your friends. Be careful who you flock with because those that flock together will fall together. And, and here he is, he's, he's pulled away from God and, and his wives have pulled him away to these other gods. And so he's made a decision. He said, okay, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to find happiness under the sun or under heaven. And what that means is without God. I don't need God. I don't need God. I don't need Jehovah. I don't need the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I don't need the God who touched my and anointed my father, David. I, don't, I can find it down here. Smart as I am. You know what? This is what you read. And if you'll study this, you'll find this out. God even let him retain that wisdom in his backslidden state. Just to prove a point to me and you, God says, okay, big boy, have at it. And what we just read, did you all see all those eyes? I bought this, and I bought that, and I built this, and I built that, and I went here, and I went there. I had singing. When it comes to pleasure, wine, women, and song, he experienced all of it. He said, I'm going to find happiness. If it's in a speedboat, I'm going to buy it. If it's in, listen, if it's in a sports car, I'm going to buy it. If it's in a mansion on the hilltop, I'm going to buy it. Listen, if it's women, I'm going to get them. If it's men, I'm going to... Listen, are y'all with me? 
And see, we still have that deceptive devil talking to us even in our adulthood life and saying, oh, if you just had that woman or if you just had that man, boy, you'd be, oh, they'd treat you better than the wife you got now. That's a lie from hell. It's always the one on the other side of the fence. Oh, the grass is greener. All the, listen, you got to mow it too. That's just a deception. And here he is. He said, okay, I'm going to find it. Say, preacher, why are you telling me all this? Because, see, you're going to be tempted when you get out here. When you get out here, first thing the devil's going to tempt you with is, you don't need to go to church no more. That's the first thing he's going to tell you. He's going to say, you don't need to go to church no more. You can make your own mind. You can make your own choice. Hey, listen, you're your own person. Just do what you want to do. And that's fine. You're going to get to a place, and you're going to get to an age you can. You'll be able to do that. You'll be able to say, I can go where I want to go. I can do what I want to do. I can be where I want to be, and, and so forth and so on. And that's coming. And, I, and, and there's no way I can keep that back. If I could keep y'all at that little bitty age, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? Parents. But we can't. And so he's going to say, first thing you need to do is do that. All right? Then he's going to say, all right, all that stuff that preacher said don't do, that's really where happiness is going to be found. It's going to be in drugs. It's going to be in, in immorality. It's going to be, oh, and, and you know what? I cannot tell a lie. Because I, I would, it would be hypocrisy if I tried to say that sin wasn't fun. Because if sin wasn't fun, it wouldn't be tempting. Now, some of y'all need to take the halos off the top of your heads and put them in your pocket. You act like you've forgotten that. We've forgotten how fun. And there is pleasure in sin for a season. According to the Word of God, there is pleasure in sin for a season. But what the devil don't tell us. I was, I was at uh, uh, my dear friend, uh, 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 Will, quick, we, we coon hunt together, and, and uh, I had an aquarium in my office, and, uh, and uh, he, he really wanted one, and so we took the aquarium in my office and put it in his, uh, he's got a new bait shop and everything. If you hadn't tried it out, uh, Bull City Bait Shop, you need to try it out. Go buy some worms on the preacher. Say amen. And, and this big aquarium was in there, and, and those Oscar fish that I had in there, and, and Nicholas put a couple bass in there and, and uh he was playing with them he had i was in there yesterday i come by and uh and uh and uh i said what are you doing he had he had a little fishing rod and a little string about this long he had a a, a, a plastic worm in the aquarium i said what are you doing he said watch this and boy he was that little worm would jump up and down it jump up now and, and them little fish would grab the back of it and grab the back of it he was teasing them and you know what i got to thinking it's just like them young people. That's just like old people. The devil's out there. And see, he'll just let, and, and, and what he would do, Nicholas, he would, he, would, he would let him just get the end of it. And he wouldn't let him get out, because they see on the other end of that, what was it? And he would just tease him with it. And see, that's what he does with sin. He'll let us play with it. And we'll have fun with it. And nothing happens. We don't get stung. We don't get caught. And we think, oh, this is okay. I can get away with this. And he just keeps on and keeps on and keeps on to where he knows you're not going to be able to help it. And then he's going, whoom, and it's over. And there's the hook. Oh, he's so good at it. How many times have young people been in the hospital waiting room 
bleeding all over the place with somebody else in the morgue and never dreamed that one drink would lead to that. Because, see, the devil just teases you at first. And you think because you got away with it that you'll always get away with it. There is pleasure in sin for a season. But when sin is finished, the Bible says, according to the book of James, it bringeth forth death. And see, this is what happened. He went and bought it. He went and done it. He went and had it. Everything he did. All those things that's in your mind right now that you think you want to do and you think you want to have, you think you want to buy, you think you want to be, he did it all. You remember that last verse we read? What more can a man do after the king that, but what's already been done? See, God allowed one man. God allowed one man to have everything this world has to offer to teach us a lesson. He was basically, he was basically, Solomon didn't even know it, but he was God's guinea pig. God said, okay, I'm, I got a whole generation of people I need to teach with your stupidity. Go ahead and be ignorant. And he let him get everything the world had to offer, every single thing that's under the sun, everything that's, everything that's under the heaven, he allowed Solomon to get. Now, that's, that's the subject. We talked about him and who he was and what he had. Now, watch this. Look at the search. Look, look at the search. Look, look at A. The direction of the search, it was everything here, what we just talked about. Everything in this world that the devil's going to tempt you with. That's what he got. That's what he did. That's what he bought. But then this is the most important thing. Look at B. Don't you see the disappointment in the search? He said, man, after I did it, after I went there, after I bought it, and he even said he labored for it. So there were some things he worked real hard at. Because some people think, well, if I could just get to a certain place in this company, if I can just get to a certain place in my career, oh, if I can just get, boy, I'll be happy if I get there. And he said, man, after everything I did, all is, what's the word? Come on, what's the word, young people? All right, all right, I ain't here to scare you. Let's say it loud. Here we go. Say it loud. Vanity. I bet you're wondering what that word means. I looked it up because I, I wondered what it meant. Watch what the definition of vanity is. You got that up there? You got that? Let me just read it. This is the definition. Webster's Dictionary says vanity, emptiness, vapor. Watch this, watch this. That which vanishes quickly and leaves nothing behind. Did y'all get that? All of his riches, all of his pleasure, all of his buildings, all of his servants, everything that he had in this world that the world offered, he said it was empty. Let me read it. Emptiness, vapor, that which vanishes quickly and leaves nothing behind. I thought about that. How many of y'all have ever, how many of y'all have ever, uh, uh, you guys down here, how many of you have ever sat and you went to a place, one of them buffet places, and they had more food than you could ever match? I mean, they had, they was, there's food in front of you like you can't, I mean, just laid out and you wasn't hungry. I mean, you're sitting here, you're sitting here, and there's food, even your favorite food. 
I remember one time I got sick. I remember one time I got sick. And uh, I mean, I was sick for like a week. I mean, I was bad sick. I was, I was, I was one of them sure enough sick, had to go to the doctor and get a penicillin shot sick, sure enough. I mean, sick. And, and didn't eat for two or three days, just could, couldn't eat, just sick. And, uh, and, and my grandma, I said, uh, I, I, told, I told my dad, I said, if you'll tell grandma, if she'll come, she'll make me some pancakes and peanut butter syrup, I believe I could eat it. Because that was one of my favorites. And uh, so he went down the street. My grandma lived down the street. And grandma came down. And, you know, grandma's going to make grandbaby something now. That's just the way it is. And, and she came down there. Son made the biggest flapjacks you ever seen. Your, I mean, the prettiest pancakes. Son, I had peanut butter. And I was just, I smeared them with peanut. And I put syrup on it. And I just, uh, didn't have no appetite. It was there. It, now watch. It was what I wanted. But it couldn't eat them. Now see, here's what happened. Let me see if I can describe it this way. This is what happens with sin in the world when we get to going for pleasure alone and not the will of God. If you live for pleasure alone, enjoyment will decrease unless the intensity of the pleasures increase. Then you reach a point, now this is where drugs get people. Alcohol gets people. Sexual immorality gets people. Then you reach a point of diminishing returns when there is little or no enjoyment at all, only bondage. For example, the more that people drink, the less enjoyment they get out of it. This means they must drink, have more drinks and stronger drinks in order to have pleasure. The sad result is desire without satisfaction. In other words, we'll still have the want, but it won't do nothing for us. Instead of alcohol, substitute drugs, gambling, sex, money, fame, or any other pursuit. The principle will hold true. When pleasure alone is the center of life, the results will ultimately be disappointment and emptiness. Why do you think pornography is so, so damaging and uh, addicting? Because that little bit, and by the way, parents, if you get Sports Illustrated and you let them little boys and them young men have that swimsuit issue, you're, you're crazy. I don't like that. I don't care. You're crazy. Because all that is, it's just like marijuana or anything else, it's a gateway drug. It's a gateway because they will be, they will be uh, tantalized by that, and all they'll want is more. And it, that won't be enough. It will have to be more graphic. It will have to be, are y'all with me? Don't get quiet on me. And here we are, we think it's just a joke, we think it's just, and it's worse and worse and worse. Ted Bundy, one of the worst serial killers there ever was before the state of Florida fried him, said with his own mouth, that's where it started with him. And it increasingly got worse, increasingly got worse. Then he started acting it out. Then he began to act it out on real people and killed more women. They don't even know how many women he killed because it started that way. And see what Satan does, he'll pull you in. He'll pull you in. You say, I ain't got caught. That's because you ain't got to the hook yet. But it's coming. And you're going to find out that when you got where you wanted to get, you don't want what you got. I'm telling you. And I know y'all think I'm picking on you, but I'm not. Because I want you to be happy. I do. I want you to have a cool wife, a cool husband, and all that kind of, Well, a cool wife and a cool husband. Amen. Let me get that direction here. Oh. Listen. That's what I want. I want you to be happy. I want you to have things. I want you to have possessions and all that. But I don't want those things to have you. 
Because it's going to leave you empty. It's going to leave you hopeless. He said, vanity. Vanity. All the work I did. All the things I bought. All the places I went and seen. Now, nothing behind. Gone. How can you describe that? How about that new car when you drive it off the lot? How long does it take to lose its sight? You know, we are so gullible when it comes to the things of this world. He found out something through his search. Through his search, he found out something. What was number one? We see what was number one? We see the subject. Number two, we see the now watch this last one, and we're done. We're done. Five minutes, and we're done. Secret. Watch what he says. Look in chapter 2. Look in chapter 2. Let me tell you this, and then we're going to pray for you. Chapter 2, verse 24. Watch what he found out. After his search left him empty without. Watch what he said. Verse 24. When you're there, say amen. There is nothing better for a man than that he should eat and drink and that he should make his soul enjoy good in his labor. In other words, enjoy life. Now watch what he says. This also I saw that it was from the... Say it with me. Now watch. You can buy a bed, but you can't buy sleep. You can buy food, but you can't buy an appetite. You can buy a house, but you can't buy a home. You can even buy, y'all ain't going to believe this, but you can buy relationships. There's people that will be your friend for a price. But you can't buy true love. Preacher, what are you saying? You can have all that this world has to offer. Fame, fortune, wine, women, and song. Men, you name it. Drugs, alcohol, but it's going to leave you empty. But you know what? You could live in a grass hut in Zimbabwe and be happy as a fat baby in a phone booth. How? Because happiness don't come from things. Happiness comes from the hand of God. <laughs> you can save your money. I've seen, in the, I've seen in the bookstores, I've seen in the bookstores, the secret to life, the secret to happiness. Save your money. they just going to tell you what I already know. It's going to come from God. He said, this also I saw, it comes from the hand of God. If we're going to have it, he's going to give it. And if he don't give it, we ain't going to have it. Now watch what it says. Lastly, look here. Verse 26. For God giveth. Read it with me, everybody. Look here. It's on the screen, too. For God giveth. Read it with me, everybody. For God giveth to a man that is good in his sight, wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to the sinner he giveth travail. Travail. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Please ask these 12, 13. Don't turn now. I'm going to read it. 
He says, this is what it all boils down to. Listen up, this is it. We're done, we're done. Right here, we're done. Look at me, everybody. Let's hear the conclusion of the whole matter. It's that old phrase that we call, this is what it all boils down to. This is what I found out in my journey. This is what I found out in my search. This is what I found out in my experiment. I'm trying to find things in this world to make me happy and satisfied. This is what I come up with. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For This is the whole duty of man. God shall bring every work into judgment and every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Listen, Solomon says the best thing we can do is just follow God. Best thing we can do is take up our cross and follow Jesus. Much like, much like you're up here before everybody and before this pulpit, one day you're going to stand before God all by yourself and give an account for the gift of life that God's given you. Now, in what way do you want to stand before Him? It's completely up. Church, say amen. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Brother Kendrick, I want you to get a microphone. I want you to come to this pulpit. And I want you to pray for these guys. I want you to pray that God's anointing will be on them. And I know there's a couple.